0: I'm 40, and I've just lived a rough life, so I know all these. You don't look 40. I don't? I appreciate that. No, I I would guess like like maybe 37. Really? Yeah. My man. I got to look younger. I got to lose another. People like a
1: young looking fella nowadays. Do you want to know something? Yeah. Do not wash your face with any product. Oh, I never do. Yeah, I do, I've never washed my face. I use a little face. witch hazel once in a while. I have witch hazel. Yeah. I also have the, uh, what's it called, rose water. Mm-hmm. But I, I do not use, I have not washed my face ever because I don't put face, I I I break out anything I use. And then I also notice that it just dries out your face.
0: Once in a while, I'll do a little scrub. Once okay. Once in a while, every, maybe every few days. And then mm-hmm. I always will uh, just witch hazel and then... The rose water spray, yeah, here and there, but yeah. yeah it's
1: good. I don't watch it much. Yeah, washing yeah. your face, I feel like dries it out. Yeah, yeah. I've been
0: told my skin has been looking good recently.
1: Yeah, and you know what the thing is, though, is that I am the least homosexual in that way. In your in the way you take care of your face. Yeah, I don't use. I don't. Here's the thing. Let me tell you something. I don't use any facial washes. I don't do scrubs. I don't do masks. I bite my own nails. Mm-hmm. Like I am the least sometimes homosexual. You're the least metro homosexual. I'm a very yeah, I'm a I don't know what I am. I'm just kinda like a off the beaten path. Yeah.
0: You're just a dude who likes guys.
1: Yeah. That's it. Yeah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bro. Is that is that how you... I always not it's like You're like dude, is I that, just is like it, dudes. Is, dude is that what they say? Brah. Brah. They say bra. I only say that in text. I can't I bring myself to say it. I don't it. understand it. You're literally calling out a woman's undergarment. You're like bra. 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 Yeah. Bra. It's it's silly. Bra.
0: It's like West hey, Coast brah. talk. Like brah. I'm confused. Yeah. It's wild.
1: Uh, I'm very happy to have a Yo. new friend of mine. Uh, this episode of Oh Oscar, you've seen him on Hulu, and he produces a monthly show at the Stand called Twenty Three and One. Please welcome Derek Dresher. Thank you. What's going on? What's up, buddy? I don't know. I'm so That's happy to be here. Hi. I really am happy fist. to be here. I know you're one of my
0: favorite people in the whole world right now. Are you lying? No. Okay. No. You. When I see you, I'm
1: like. You light me up when I see you. Do I'm I glad really? I'm glad I've met you. Yeah. I'm super happy I've met you. I recently had you on my show, Sabado Comedy, in East Harlem, and you just did so well. They yeah. loved you. Yeah. Yeah. It felt good. It felt good. I like, they, that's what they would call, we would call
0: an urban room nowadays in a Puerto Rican restaurant, right? Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I never really kind of labeled it. Yeah. But I just assume that it's, you know, it's just not your typical West Village audience. Yeah.
0: People are eating. And if you're not funny, they'll just go right back to eating. That's how it is. And it feels very alone up there if that happens. Yes. And that's happened to me before. Yeah. But, I've but done that those. particular night,
1: it went very well. You are born and raised in in New York City. Yep. And where? In, in the Bronx? East New York, Brooklyn. East New York, Brooklyn. Yes, I'm sir. so off. Yeah. And It's like I know nothing Uh No East New York Brooklyn And so now Like Did you Like go to a lot of comedy When you were younger Or is this comedy Journey Kind of like a new thing for you So I I ended up, so when I was young, I was very
0: close to my grandmother. She took, my, my mom worked a lot, and I would get left with my grandmother for the day because she needed to watch me while well, my mom worked two, three jobs. My mother was a waitress. She worked in a factory. She did all types of things. Uh, then my grandmother passed away, and I was about 12 years old. I kind of, um, I just started to act out a lot, so I spent a big portion of, uh, 12 to 18 uh, in juvenile detention mm-hmm. and group homes and things like that mm. um, all over the state all over the state and uh, I but I did love comedy when I was a, a kid uh, When I was young like Ellen did De- when very young before I was 10 years old and Ellen DeGeneres Sinbad Bob Nelson HBO specials uh, uh, comic relief Whoopi Goldberg Billy Crystal and then when I got a little older we got to the deaf comedy jam Martin Lawrence, Chris Tucker, Dave Chappelle, Bernie Mack, all those guys before they, they really popped off. Yeah. So yeah, big comedy fan. Uh and my family was also privy to, to comedy too. I guess that's Oh, were they really? They, my parents like comedy. I remember hearing stories too when I was younger. My grandfather liked to go to comedy up in the Catskills. The Jews used to have uh resorts in the Catskills. I don't know if you guys know that. They're all shut down now. Miss Mazel, that shit's for real. The borscht belt they called it. Oh. That's where Jewish comedians and singers would go to like cut their teeth. But yeah, just my
1: I love how you throw out all this lingo, like <laughs> in the pocket, cut your teeth, yeah. all these things where I'm like
0: Yeah, this is a show's my age. But yeah, comedy was the thing in my household. In Living Color. Like the time I, I actually got to spend with my family.
1: In living color. Yeah. That is such a good show. Great show. Great show, and it
0: was just so diverse and touched on so many different things. You had I was talking about this with somebody else the other day. You had uh, Damon Wayans, he yeah. was the movie critic. Three Snaps and a Twist. Oh
1: my God! Yes, I forgot their names. Oh shit! A lot of
0: people don't realize, like through comedy, people can learn a lot.
1: You know what it is? Is I remember in college, my professor said you can actually break taboos with comedy. Mm.
0: I Let's you've had it. to I I guarantee you've had to
1: make somebody who's homophobic laugh. You've had to, right? Oh my god. I was at Greenwich Village two weeks ago and I was there and there was this table to the left and one guy had on a hat, literally right next to right next to the stage, and his, his hat was the MAGA hat, Make American Great Again. Mm-hmm. And the host brings me up as, ladies and gentlemen, your next comedian is the gayest Arab in the world. Uh, (laughs) Because people get very cautious about saying that. But uh, I think I I forgot who it was, but they brought me up. I get up on stage. I turn to the guy. I look at him and I said, I'm your worst fucking nightmare, aren't I? A gay Arab, right? A gay Arab, I'm your worst fucking nightmare all right up now. In your face now. Yeah, and then I told him all, and I was like, and I was like, my boyfriend is black and Jewish. <laughs> you, you should just leave now. Yeah. Like you should just go. But the thing is, though, is that I will say, he laughed so much. Now granted whatever happens in his mind and whatever he does afterwards and unfortunately he has different political views right. but maybe in that instance and in that moment he left thinking ah, right. maybe they're my, not so bad yeah maybe my, my views are changed a little bit right. and I think that's what a lot of comedy does so what got you then into stand up comedy oh, let me see
0: Where was I that I was truly inspired?
1: I'm trying to remember. Like I said, I always liked comedy. I was always into it. What uh, made? You, what was the turning point or defining moment where you were like, "I'm going to try this"? Um, so when
0: I was incarcerated, I it would hold court once in a while. They would call it so towards like you're like the court jester, like you're making everybody laugh. I was just being a bozo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doing impressions of the guards and. Saying wild shit or telling stories that I obviously were exaggerated, you know, and right not, and I would just have people Rolling, you know what I mean? And um, did they respect you for that making people laughs? Helped me out quite a bit really yeah save my ass we could say so and then You know working, you know one of the jobs. How I long had, were you incarcerated? Altogether it was over six years, okay? Yeah, um and then I, you know, I work for a company that only hires the formerly incarcerated, and I would do the same thing mm-hmm. with them. Like, I would just tell stories and be a bozo and have people laughing. And they were, they would say things to me like, yo, why don't you go do comedy, try comedy, try yeah. comedy. And I was like, ah, you know, I don't know. And then what happened is this, right? I... So from working at the gym, where we only hire ex-cons, and you've got to remember, I'm living in East New York. Now I'm open to this whole new world of, you know, uh, the East Village and the Lower East Side. You know, yeah. This, uh, this change that's happened here in the last right. 15 years. So I'm meeting, you know, transplants, and, you know, people that are not like me don't come from the same right. background as me. You mm-hmm. know. And uh, I'm going to brunch, and I'm going to picnics in Tompkins Square Park. And uh, I meet Ashley Heseltine. No idea who she was. I don't even know what a podcast is. We're just talking.
1: How did you meet?
0: My friend Alexis was friends with Ashley. Oh. And she just happened to be. And I was just doing the same thing. I was just telling stories and talking my yeah. my shit. You know what I mean? And, you know... I enjoyed hanging out with her, and I all, I enjoyed hanging out with all the people Alexis introduced me to. Right. It's a good group, very good group of people, and I definitely needed them in my life at that time. Right. Just to show me, you know, there's different people out here doing different things. Right. You know, you come hang out with us, you don't got to go rob a drug dealer or anything like that. So, <laughs> re- re- reach for the stars. <laughs> so, Derek. I'm... I, I go to hang out to watch football one day and Ashley's there again. And she goes, Hey, would you like to do my podcast? And I'm just like, I'm like, sure. Yeah. Like, I don't really understand what this yeah stuff is like. I learned how to send an email for the first time, like five years ago. So that's how far behind I was between juvie and then all the incarceration and all the drugs and yeah. rehab. So I do the podcast and I I just had such a fun time doing it, you know, and, Raina's very funny, and Ashley is a stand-up comedian, and uh, I just had such a good time, and then I I, I, wa- I went to, to watch Ashley at some of her shows, and I was like, I'm gonna give this a go, and I, I started writing jokes, and, you know, just writing them, just writing them, I write jokes, and write jokes, and write jokes, and it was so crazy, because... I didn't—I still didn't know at that time. I was like, I thought comedians said different stuff every time they went on stage. I didn't think this was prepared, like—like everything was prepared, like, to a T. And then then I took a class. Which class? I took uh, a Gotham with Karen Bergreen. Oh, okay. Yeah. How was that? She's great. She came to me one day. She's like, Derek, you know, you could do this. You can do it. I'm not doing comedy right my first year and a half. I'm fucking doing one mic a week, one bringer a month. You know— the first time I did well, like at an actual show, I'm like, "Oh, I got it now. Yeah, I got it. I'll never bomb again." I still wasn't, you know, understanding. Right. And then going out to the next one, and then eating my fucking penis. You know what I mean? Just eating my dick. It's like, fuck. You just, I didn't. And then you realize there's this whole I scene love out when here.
1: heterosexual men just throw out the very nonchalant homoerotic. <laughs> you know yeah phrases eating my peepee eating a yeah. penis eating yeah. a penis not eating necessarily but you know yeah. okay continue and then you know i end up doing a, a bringer gotham
0: packed packed house you know has them bringers usually be. yeah and i just did very very well like everything hit everything hit hard um And then uh, one of my friends who's like, I don't know, she's she's not like a muse, but she's been around comedy for a long time. Used to hang at the cellar 20 years ago. Yeah. And uh, I was standing there at the end, and she's like, hey, I have to go, but I I want you to know that I've seen a lot of comedy, and you can do this. You need to keep going, though. Yeah. So little things like that kept me going, and then I found the actual open mic scene, and... I realized, hey, I could do two, three, four, five mics a day if I want. Yeah. And then, yeah, start getting booked on shows. After that, networking, meeting people. And, uh, and here we are.
1: Here oh, I am my goodness. Here I am in front of you now. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You've, you've, you've definitely hustled. Yeah. You've definitely hustled. I love that that's how you discovered comedy. But we're going to move on to the next segment of O Oscar, which is the main segment, and I get to ask my guests, mm-hmm. Derek Dresher, right. what was your first gay experience?
0: There was these two dudes when I was uh, in juvie. One's name was Jose, one's name was Harold. And I, by the way they acted with each other, you would, I, you would think they were mortal enemies. And I went to go take a shower one day. And I walk into the bathroom, and I hear, like, you know, and I was like, what's that? And I thought it would be, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, a pipe or something? And then I go, like, around the corner, because this was, it was, uh, like, an institutional shower, very large, with different areas in it, you know? And he, and Harold was going down on Jose. And I was like, oh, shit. And then Jose was just like, <gasps> and then Harold, like, still had his, Jose's penis in his mouth, but it, like, turned his head. It was very funny, and and uh, I was like, "Hey, man, I didn't see nothing, and
1: I just left. I walked out of the shower." Is and that I, your first time when you saw two? Ang- like, is that what your first time when it was like
0: is seeing that- two men do stuff together like that? Yeah, yeah.
1: Like you know, I've
0: seen, I saw videos and stuff like that, and you know, a couple guys kiss. That was the first time I ever seen anything in person with my own eyes, really, my, with my virgin eyes. Yeah, they was messing about. in the the shower room interesting yeah and and you like i said if you were to be around them throughout the day you would think they didn't like each other so they had like a whole game that they were doing
1: wow i guess kind of to protect themselves
0: absolutely but to be honest with you jose could have been completely out and open and no one would have did anything because he was a fucking monster
1: really yeah yeah like, what do you mean?
0: He was just a bad dude. He was a bad guy. Like, he really? was violent and aggressive and, yeah. Wow. And now I look at it more back, I guess Harold was a little flamboyant. Maybe, just movement-wise. But I, I just, I didn't think either one of them were gay. I didn't. You know, I it never, and then I saw that and I was like, yeah, I guess these guys are gay. They're gay with each other. Gay for each other. <laughs> well, I done. never said anything, though. I love though. you so much. I never said anything. Well, I, yeah, because my no one likes a snitch. A hundred percent.
1: So that was kind of like your first seeing gay experience. Right. Any other experiences?
0: So I, I you know, I eventually I graduated to adult jail, uh, adult incarceration. And I, I'm in the spot up in the name of the facility. was Orange. And... Uh, I remember somebody telling me, they're like, yeah, they're, uh, they're like a homosexual guy runs this block. Like he's like, he. I remember he said he's the house mother. And I didn't really click. And I'm like, yeah, so I guess the block will be clean. It'll be like well taken care of and decorated. Like I made some joke like that or whatever. And then there was this dude, drip, little, tiny, Caucasian uh, white man with a tattoo teardrop. And uh, which means, you know, that he took a life, and that he put in work, and uh, he was actually one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my life. Like I liked the guy a lot. Like he was great. He was gay as the dickens, <laughs> and he would like. He used to wear like a bonnet, I think. He'd like take a t-shirt and turn it into a bonnet and he'd have like the little bow in the front. And he he liked to flip straight guys. Really? Because when you get incarcerated, if there's a gay unit in in the facility or in the institution, in, you could go there. And Drip wanted to be with the straights.
1: How was that? I was that? like, Drip,
0: why would you want to be here? We're so toxic. He was like, maybe you need to go to the gay unit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. He was sassy. He was a sassy. He was a sassy fellow. How did it work, though, for him? I don't get... I, how
0: did it work? How did he... He just... I just... I remember seeing him, like... I go into... So he had a store. Now, a store while you're incarcerated, basically... So you have commissary, right? You could get your soups, your chips, your hot pickle. Like that was one of my favorite things on the commissary. It was this pickle that came in a package. It was a hot pickle. Mm-hmm. But like
1: mm-hmm.
0: chips, rice, beans, all these things you could get, you know? But drip had a store. So if you're ever short on anything, like, oh, I need chips, I need Doritos, you could get a bag of Doritos from Drip, but on commissary day you had to give him back two bags of Doritos. So that's how he would operate the business. And he had a full store. Candy bars, soaps. Anything you need, thermal underwears and stuff like that. How did he get it in? It was just his commissary. Now, uh, you—they are not—they're not supposed to. You're not supposed to have all that, but they didn't mess with him. I don't ask questions.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: So, um, he, uh, I would mean I'd go to the cell sometimes. I'd need something, and he used to call me Boo. and I let him call me Boo, you know, because the teardrop. <laughs> and, uh, so, I know I tell a joke where it's like, oh, they call me drip, because I always got chlamydia, and that's, I, I used to make fun of him, because he made a great cup of coffee, and I, like, and which is a hard thing to do, like, so, in some blocks and tiers, you'll have, like, a coffee maker, sometimes you don't, but he, he would rig up a coffee machine, and, uh, I used to be like, oh, they don't call you drip because of the tattoo. They call you drip because you make a good cup of, cup of coffee. He's like, Yo, it's all, he's like, it's all in the filter, boo. And I'm like, well, what do you use for a filter? And he goes, sometimes I use a sock. And I was like, ew, drip. And he goes, sometimes I use a t-shirt. And I was like, ah, it's not that bad. And he goes, and sometimes I use boxers. So I go, why would you use boxers? And he goes, because it tastes like nuts. <laughs> These are his exact words. That is not a written joke. Those are his words. I hope it's as funny as to everybody as it is to me. Was a, good,
1: fucking... a, a little hazelnut
0: yeah. in your coffee? Yeah, it tastes like nuts. That's what you would say. Oh, my God. He's just a good dude, man. He's just a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. And we have a gayer than nine dudes blowing ten guys. <laughs>
1: that is a very interesting <laughs> analogy, Derek Kresher. God, I love you. I got you. the analogies. I love you so yeah. much. We're going to move on to our next segment which is disappointed. Okay. Where my guests get to share a wild, crazy, embarrassing sex story. Awkward bit possibly? Sex story. Mhm.
0: When I first got clean, like my life just wasn't good. Like I gained a lot of weight from the medication and all that stuff. I had nowhere to go and then the the woman I was with for 10 years left me rightfully so. And so I'm just like this I'm, like, in my first year, clean, f- very out of shape. So I start running, I get in shape, and then, like, I get a job, like, doing fitness, and now, like, women are starting to pay attention to me. Right. So this is my first time having sex. I uh,
1: Outside of incarceration. Yeah,
0: outside of incarceration, out in the streets. <laughs> in these streets, um, I could not stay erect. And, like... This girl like knew my story. She was like expecting me to like fuck her brains out, like uh, fuck her like a champ, and I couldn't do it. And she was like, "Oh my god, what's, what, what is it? What is it?" And I was like so embarrassed. I was like, "It's not me. It's you." <laughs> and she was like, "What do you want me to do?" I was like, "I don't know. Maybe let's switch positions." And I was like sweating profusely. And then, like, she had the AC on, and the AC hit me, and I went, com- like, my penis basically went back inside my body. Like, it went completely limp. And she was like, all right, you should just just leave. Just leave. So that was very embarrassing
1: Wow. for me.
0: Yeah, super embarrassing. What embar- happened? I was just nervous. I was so self-conscious. I just hadn't been with somebody in so long. And but was- as
1: a man, you would think that that thing would just go right back. I
0: was only comfortable with myself at that time hmm nobody knows me like me that's just i was so used to whacking it i think and she was very attractive very attractive woman but yeah i just i couldn't i couldn't keep it up i could not keep it up wow and then and then once i got off of that right and i was like oh yeah now i'm out here in these streets i'm i'm banging you know i'm banging everything i can i remember this I I actually came up with a new rule about sex after this one. So this girl, she was she was she was drunk. We go back to my place. We have sex. Very good sex. She soaks the hell out of him. She was like one She was very wet. She's get some. Some girls just get ex. Just, keep going. It's wild. That. You know what I mean? I mean, she just my bed was like a water bed. Oh right. <laughs> this is disgusting. <laughs> just. So, uh, anyway, we to go the to, point. you know, she she passes out, you know, put her to sleep, you know what I mean? And she wakes up in the morning, and we, like, wake up at the same time, uh, we're, we're, like, look at each other, and she goes, why am I naked? And I'm like, uh, and she goes, oh, my God, did you have sex with me? And I'm, like, freaking the fuck out, I don't know what to say, and then she goes, oh, just kidding, yeah, <laughs> fucking... Ditch.
1: Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, that
0: happened too. So then I came up with my rule. After that, it was like no one under twenty five, and they, for the, for me to have sex with somebody for the first time, they can't be inebriated. Very smart. Yeah, and I've only broke both of those rules one time. Like I have, I try to have sex every few weeks. Right, I think it's a healthy thing to do. Yeah. Um, every few weeks. Every few weeks, I try to have sex. Yeah. Um I I'm just I'm not like I can't do a relationship right now, just I have a few jobs. I have Understandable. I have comedy and yeah. I am just not gonna give every somebody my best in all my time. I can't right now. Yeah. But I try to have sex every few weeks and that usually has been going decently. I will say this.
1: Mm. I have found someone who accepts me for the comedy mm-hmm. and knows that it is a priority in my life. Right. And I will say You know, finding someone like that who knows your passion and supports your passion and believes in your passion is very hard. For so long, I would meet people and it would be like, oh, you do comedy? No, whatever. Yeah. But I met someone and he's so supportive and he understands and he understands like I have a dream. And, you know, when that happens, you just go with it. Right. You know, you go with it because that's a rarity. Yeah you know so but i mean for you it's like if you find someone and you always are upfront and honest and say listen this is what my goal is my goal is comedy my that's my priority and if you're okay with that then that's cool i think that's okay yeah all right we're going to move on to the next segment of O Oscar which is the spin of gay Q&A So, you're going to spin the wheel very hard and we'll answer a few questions. All right. Which way should I spin it? That way, yeah. Oh, so Butch. (laughs) Ooh. Derek, what is your oddest pet peeve?
0: I don't like people getting in my space while I'm eating.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: I don't like people reaching over my plate. I don't like some people, you know, we become good friends and they think they could take a fry off my plate. And it makes fills me with a murderous rage. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting better with it. But yeah. Yeah. So
1: like if we ever go out to eat, never touch anything on your plate? <sighs> yeah. I mean, I'm
0: like I said, I'm getting better at it now. But I would rather buy you your own than... Wow. Yeah. yeah. Where do you think that stems That's from? That's from being institutionalized, 100%. Really? Absolutely. Don't touch my food. Yeah. Wow yeah. Isn't that wild I mean I'm getting better with it now I've done it a few times Just so I could You know Yeah I'm better with it now But I had a, an issue with somebody A few years ago Where I th- <laughs> I, th- I threatened them Afterwards Yeah
1: Are you serious For taking a fry off your
0: plate Yeah I reached over my shoulder Over my food Yeah Wow bad. Yeah Yeah I threatened to break their hand Okay,
1: <laughs> that could be construed as of a more of a old habits, old habits. <laughs> yeah, that Yeah, that's what we'll go. Is that with. A, you think that's that is pretty that is odd? Very, it's. I would say not necessarily odd, but it is a pet peeve that is not common. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know people that don't like sharing. Yeah. But I can. Uh, I, the invading of the space is very specific. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Spin again.
0: Most annoying catchphrase.
1: Oh, I like this one. Derek, what do you think is the most annoying catchphrase? Uh,
0: I hate it when people say things like we outside. Like, I hate that. Is that a catchphrase? Like, yeah, we outside. Um, we outside, we outside or like, uh, Or move in silence.
1: What is that?
0: Yeah. Uh, Let me see what else. That's a
1: very comedian thing to say.
0: It's an an entertainer thing to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, move in silence. Really? Yeah. You just said it. We know you're moving. (laughs) I can hear
1: you literally leaving. (laughs) I can hear your pants rustle.
0: Yeah, like like we out here. um, What's another one that bothers me? Um, let me think. I gotta think on this one. Give me a sec. It's
1: okay if you don't have one.
0: Yeah, it's shit like that bothers me. you Do another one.
1: Yeah, we'll do. Uh, spin it one more time. All right.
0: Autobiography title.
1: Ooh, Derek! Mm-hmm. I love this. What would your autobiography title be?
0: Heroin in the water. Okay. Yeah. Because I used to love to swim when I was a kid.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. You got very serious and I was hoping for something <laughs> funny. So this got really awkward. Because I was waiting to laugh and then you just looked at me like. Heroin in heroin the water. Heroin in the water. Gotta be. <laughs> and I'm like. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. Yes, I agree. No, it's uh, amazing. No, let me think. Uh, no, it's fine. Uh, I yeah, love it. Yeah. I think that's a great. Autobiographer title, yeah. Heroin in the—that's a great, yeah. Maybe a movie, yeah. Maybe your biopic,
0: maybe, maybe.
1: You know, Mm-hmm ooh, I like that. <sighs> yeah, my
0: parents used to take me up to Lake Welch and Bear Mountain, mm-hmm. swimming in that fucking piss pool. But mm-hmm. I loved it. I used to drink some of the water too. Oh yeah, I think we've all done. I like to taste the pee.
1: Do you? No. <laughs> All right, On that <laughs> note uh, on that note, Derek, thank you so much for no, coming thank on. Thank you oh, for Oscar, having me. I appreciate it. Um where can people find you, Derek?
0: You can find me um at Derek Dresher on Instagram and uh follow uh twenty three and one comedy. It's just uh the the numbers two three and then A and D one comedy.
1: It's a great show run by you and, and Gio, Gio Perez. Perez,
0: yep. And, and, and then Pat Berry now Pat Barry's In the fold now. Um, So, and then follow uh, on the Gate podcast. That's me and Gio also, just two jailbirds turned comedians talking that shit. You should, we gotta have you on. Would you come on?
1: I'm waiting for to be on your podcast and your show. I'm just saying.
0: Well,. This show is actually a spiritual successor of all my other shows, so I have a list. Of <laughs> I'm joking.
1: Bitch, get the <laughs> fuck <full laughs> out of here with that shit. I'd love uh, to have you on. I'd no, love to yeah, have keep you on. me posted. Yeah. Let me know. Yeah. Uh, I'll check my calendar. Yeah. See if I'm available. I'm so glad that you came on. Yeah, I'm happy I came too. I've been wanting to have you on the podcast for a while, and I thought, yeah. oh, what? You know, he's so fun, and he's, you know, it's very, it, it's it needs to be a good mixture. Yeah. And it needs to be a good balance and a good rapport and stuff like that. So I'm really glad I got to have you on. Yo, bro. Yo. Bro. Yo, bro. Like Thanks I said, Oscar's
0: that. just a dude that likes dudes. That's, yeah. That's it. Bruh.
1: bra, <laughs> bra. Thank you, buddy. All right. Thank you all for uh, tuning in. And we will catch you next week. Have a great weekend.